Hi, I'm your host, Quincy. And I'm your host, Sean. And this is Over 30. And today we have Najima Smalls. She is the author of The Black Girl's Guide to Healing Emotional Wounds. And we have, of course, comedian Cooley Ward, who's going to be talking with us later about going hard. And we have our entanglement letter entitled, Is My Black Male Too High? And I do apologize, we have to have Cooley on the phone. So I do hear feedback. So um, I'm just going to, uh, I do apologize for that, but we're just going to go forward. Okay. And tell us, please, how you got started um, with the Black Girls Guide to Healing Emotional, um, Healing Emotional Wounds and how, or I should say, what position were you in life that made you realize that this book was necessary? Sure. Well, first, let me start by thanking you all for having me on. Um, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure chatting with you guys and getting to know you all. Um, so I, I started writing uh, the book. You know, I always said, I'm going to write a book, even since I was a little girl, but never really had a topic. You know, it's kind of one of those things that I think most of us say. Um, but then, you know, conversations with girlfriends about what they were experiencing, what I was experiencing, in addition to going through my own journey of healing, um, meeting with therapists and journaling and, and doing like some of the soul work on my own made me kind of led me to wanting to share my journey um, with others. And, you know, I, I, I started, I focused heavily on you know, black girls, because I feel like we, although trauma is trauma, right? And, and hurts, un, unemotional wounds are still unemotional wounds. We as, as the black community, ours stem from very, very different origins, right? Because we have slavery, right? We, our experiences, our very first experiences in this country were traumatic because we were slaves. We were, we were taken from our country. So that's a lot of trauma we're still processing we haven't had a chance to really deal with it because of the simple fact that we've ha we've had to be in protection mode like we've had to figure out how to feed our families and take care of our families so we never had a chance to deal with our own trauma and because of that we kind of passed down some behaviors that are you know unhealthy because we had to adapt and, and I, we had to adapt very quickly, as a matter of fact, um, and, and focus on survival. So some of the things that we learned to do to, out of self-preservation weren't the most healthiest things that we could have done. So that's kind of what, where, how I arrived at it um, and, and where I was in the process of writing the book. So you're not only dealing with the cultural part of our emotional wounds, but you're also dealing with a pattern of learned behavior on how we uh, communicate with one another. Right, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And one of the things that you know, I had to realize um, was that for me, my children, I always made a promise to myself that I would, whenever they asked, I would be honest and upfront with them about sex, right? I would be open to hearing the conversation and having that with them because my family never had um, conversations with me about sex. It was just mainly don't do it, 
And if you do do it, don't get pregnant because we're not helping you take care of the baby. So, you know, I had I, everything I learned about sex was through friends, um, through through partners and so on. So and I, and I can remember my first breakup. Right. I was 20 in my early 20s and I was just so hurt and devastated and trying to process it. But my family wasn't trying to hear it. They were just kind of like, well, you don't you're too young. You need to focus on your books. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of guiding me through that, I really could have used their guidance. But I had to lean, learn on lean on my friends. And what do a bunch of other 20 year olds know about heartache and breakups? So it was, you know, I learned a bunch of toxic behaviors from them that I had to, you know, correct. Right. So, so yeah, so it was, so communication and, and just realizing the patterns that that we kept, um, you know, passing down within our families that are just not helpful. And I remember you said that you had made it a commitment to openly communicate to your children mm-hmm. so that they felt free enough to say whatever was bothering them or any questions they had. Yep, yep. I told them, I said, you can ask me anything. My kids know they can ask me anything. And I will always give them the honest answer. Because, you know, it was a lot of things that were watered down for me and, and so on and things that, you know, I was raising that, you know, generation of children are to be seen and not heard. Okay. And so for me, that meant a lot of questions I had went unasked or unanswered, I should say, um, because I had to stay in my place as a child. Um, but I promised myself I, I wouldn't do that. I, I give my children the freedom to speak as long as it's respectful um, because I want them to learn. I want them to her- learn, you know, very, very healthy um, behaviors when they start, you know, hopefully my communication with them is strong enough that when they do desire to have sex, that they can come to me, you know, um, and talk to me about it. So, Yeah. I think that's a positive thing because, you know, growing up, it was the same thing, you know, children to be seen and not heard. And I mentioned to you, you know, um, my mom's famous comment was don't be stupid, mm-hmm. you know? And so I never knew what stupid was. Was it the fact that I was asking the question? Was it the situation? You know, and that guidance is really important because when you're not really sure or confident about who you are or your direction, it throws your life mm-hmm. because you're somewhat looking for approval, attention, mm-hmm. and you do things that, you know, you're not really thinking with your mind. You're thinking with your heart and you're thinking with some hope, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people don't realize that they're doing that. You were saying that um, that has been a, a big help even before writing your book. You were talking about the, the steps. Mm-hmm. of realizing that you have an issue and you need some emotional healing. Right, yes, yes. And and, and what let me say, um uh you you were talking about um gosh, I was gonna say something about what you just mentioned and it totally slipped my mind. It was it was a point to, to add on what you said, but I can't remember now to come back to me. But anyway, yes, the steps. So you know, first of all, the, the biggest thing that I had to to um look at was how I was showing up, right? So I had to look up, look at what were my triggers? What were my reactions to things and my overreactions? And so when I, when I looked at the pattern of, of the things that I was reacting to and overreacting to, I, I was able to like go 
drill it all the way down to the root cause. For example, you know, I had a lot of issues in the workplace for me, you know, dealing with authority and so on. And, and I, you know, it was always me resisting, right? And, and I realized that it was because my authority figures were reminding me of my mother. My mother, you know, she was a single mom for most of my childhood. Um, even when she was married, she was still a tough woman. She still, she wore the pants in the family, you know, uh, although my stepfather was a provider too, but she made the decisions. Whatever she said, go. And that was my grandmother too. My grandmother was the matriarch and she made the decisions and so on. So I, that was a lot for me. So I didn't want to go back to the overbearingness of my mother and my grandmother. So in the workplace, that's how I showed up. So I would, you know, it was like I would resist. And it, it still is something I'm working on today. Like, Anytime someone pressures me too much, it's like, okay. And but I'm more self-aware now, and I, I can I know where it's coming from, so I, I'm able to check my emotions, put my emotions in check, and say, you know what, this this person has the, your best interests at heart. Let, let's hear them out, and I'm able to have more healthier conversations than just shutting down. Right. So that's kind of how, and, and in the book, we, I deal with that a lot. Like we, we look, there's a graph, we look at our triggers and then they, we talk, uh, it, it points you to where those triggers um, are coming from. You can, you can look back and see, you know, what, what's the root cause? What do you feel? You know, some people are triggered when they feel um, they're not respected. That may be your trigger. Um, I know many men have that because respect is a big thing with mm -hmm. our brothers out there, right? And so they kind of like react, like they're ready when they feel disrespected. Um, and and it's, it's funny because my first, I talk a lot of, in the book about when I was dating early on, earlier in my, in my life. And I tell you, I was a mess. And <laughs> dating me was hard because, you know, my mom was, was a yeller, arguer, et cetera. So when I dated, that's how I thought conflict was resolved. Right. Arguing, fussing, nagging, going off, right? And I had to realize that some of my behavior was disrespectful. Like men were processing it as disrespect. And I didn't realize that men equate respect with love. You know, so so I'm saying all of that to say is like we, we got to look at our triggers and, and looking at how we're showing up and looking where those triggers are come coming from, because those triggers impact our relationships Like we want, you know, healthy, happy relationships. And it's hard when we're overreacting and no one knows why we're overreacting. And a lot of times it's not just other people not knowing why we overreact. Sometimes we don't know because we don't do the research mm -hmm. to understand why we say the things we say and why we act the way we act. And I think that holds us back because when you get to a certain age, you know, especially when you're over 40 and um, I'm going to have to just put y'all down first, men. Um, you know, men who are over 40 get into a cantankerous stage, mm -hmm. you know, and they're set in, <laughs> you know, how they are and who they are. But just in general, Sean, I'm, I'm just saying just in general, and that's why, you know, like when, when men um, say, well, I'm 40, I'm over 40 and I've never been married. Women go, that's not a good thing, you know, because we know that you guys are kind of like set in your ways. You've kind of like developed the shell, but you were saying that the book actually helped your marriage. Yes, 
It did. It, it, it helped my marriage in, in, a, in a lot, a lot of ways. Um, you know, just writing it. And, and I, I had to, honestly, I had to go through a whole journey before I got married to heal myself. And even after, because, you know, the first two years of marriage is tough, right? And even after that, I was, we were still trying to gel and so on. And I had to really realize that, you know, I had some toxic learned behavior that was showing up in my marriage, you know, still overreacting and, and, and still, you know, when he would want to take the lead on certain things, I would, you know, tense up and so on. So I had to, I had to, you know, realize that I had to kind of back down and, and, and have, and have more healthy conversations because that's something we didn't do in my family. If someone was offended, we just wouldn't talk about it. We would, pretend like it didn't happen, then something, you know, at a Thanksgiving dinner, it's a big blow up mm -hmm. and no one know over something small, you know, you ate the last turkey leg, but it's really about something that happened a while ago that we never addressed. So we've learned in our home how to have healthy conflict resolutions and to be humble and to say, you know, that hurt me what you said. Um, can we talk about it and, and, and deal with it and address it and instead of using our words to hurt each other? Because that's what I did at the beginning when we first married, you know, we, we would go below the belt with our yeah. words, hurting each other. Like here we are saying we love each other, but the minute somebody's offended, we're trying to hurt each other's feelings. And below the belt, that's a good one because a lot of people fight below the belt. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because I put on Facebook, you know, the way Biden and Trump sounded is the way husbands and wives sound when they put it all out there for the world to hear and everybody gasps and goes, oh no. You know, it has that same reaction. And I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think we don't really, you know, think about what we say because we're so, you know, it's kind of like any means necessary. I'm going to get my point across. I'm going to hurt you mm -hmm. before you hurt me. Yep, exactly. Exactly. It's yep, toxic. It's toxic. And we keep passing that down to our children when they hear it, you know, because that's where I learned it from. My yeah. parents, you know. And so that's how I thought resolve conflict is by fighting and, and hurting someone's feelings. And you said this book is good for teenage girls. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I would tell you, if I had this wisdom when I was a teenager, I would save myself a lot of heartache. But I've had um, people read it and say they give it, they, they shared it with their teenagers. I've had um, men read it. Uh, as I shared with you, there's, there's one guy who, who, who wrote a review on Goodreads for it. And he said, you know, men, if you have any man that has a, a, a black woman in their life, whether it's their aunt, their sister, their mother, their, their daughter, please read this book so we can understand our black women a little more so. Um, and also how we can make sure that we're not adding any more unhealed wounds um, to our sisters. So, and, and I've had women from all ages, over 50 have read it. Um, white women have read it. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's, 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 it's definitely, I'm, I'm surprised yet grateful for all of the positive feedback. You can go to Amazon and take a look at all of the reviews from the UK. Uh, as well as um, Africa, uh, some of the, and Canada, some of the reviews from all over the world. Well, we're very excited about your success. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. We really are. And we're glad to be a part of it. And 
we were we were talking and I just want to put it out there. You know, we're going to review your book. We're going to ask people to go buy your book, The Black Girl's Guide to Healing Emotional Wounds. And we're going to review it and talk about how you actually applied it to your life. But before um, we let you tell everyone where your book can be found, can you show us a copy of your book? Can you get the right one? Here it is. Y'all see? Yeah, I'm going to get it. Definitely going to get it. Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Walmart, Books a Million, all the major outlets you can find it. Okay. Uh, it's online. You can do it from Amazon, you know, order from Amazon to be there within a day. And you can see all the all the reviews as well. So well, thank you very much. Are you staying for our entanglement letter? Okay, good. <laughs> Help us solve that one. And we're going to go to Cooley. But before we go to Cooley, I'm going to try something. And hopefully I won't mess this up because y'all know me. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to share my screen. Uh, let's see. And I want to go here. Wait, no, I want to go here. Okay. And I'm going to play this. Can y'all see it? I mean, he, he's a stand-up comedian, but he's famous for doing jacked-up jams. And he has done some really great um, R&B songs that he's turned around. Cooley, tell people what are some of the um, songs that you've turned around and made into a different video. Yeah, I was 
and some celebrities that are glad that you are. Tell us about the feedback you've gotten from celebrities. Don't mean that. 
because that's how I found you. Um, uh, you did the uh, Sugar Daddy. I found you doing Sugar Daddy. You know. about what you're about to do. Yeah. 
because you was breaking up on me. And so you have that coming up, but you're also working on a movie. about what you do you actually pay for everything yourself all your videos that look professionally done you do all those all that yourself Oh, my God. 
because whenever a door closed for him, whatever it was he needed, he went out and got people in the hood who just wanted to be a part of something and they made him a success. And that's a beautiful, true story. It's a beautiful, true story. And uh, considering it's from our neck of the woods, Sean, it's even more beautiful. Yes, sir. When this movie came out, I was like, you know what? I'm on the right path because everybody can't do it. Everybody needs somebody to get their direction on. Me, against the grain and uh, share some of your logic, we are going to go to our entanglement letter. Um, and so I'm going to just go ahead and read it. It says, seven years ago, I went to a business party at my dad's house. I met a handsome, successful man, and we ended up having sex at the party. We hooked up on a regular basis for over a year. Then one night, my half-sister brought her fiancé to dinner, and it was him. I sat, through the, I sat through the dinner, trying not to show my feelings. He later apologized and we made up. After, excuse me, about a year later, he married my half-sister. Two years later, I had my daughter, and the DNA test proved she is not his. When I got laid off during COVID, I asked my half-sister on a family Zoom meeting if I could move in with her. I knew in front of our dad she wouldn't say no. About a month after I moved in, I got a job paying much more money, but I haven't moved out. We have been having sex since we met, even if I'm dating someone else. Last week, he told me it was too stressful having me here with his wife and daughter, and my daughter, who was getting old enough to understand. I told him if he didn't give me $5,000, I was going to tell his wife about it. He said I needed to move out, and he gave me $500 towards the move. I was insulted. They live in a mini mansion, have no kids, and can afford for me to be there. Plus, I've been with him longer than she has. He said, go ahead and tell her. He's through with me. He said he'd tell her himself. Now he's not speaking to me at all. He's not even being polite. Do you think I should lower my blackmail to $2,000? I'm thinking my half-sister might notice if $5,000 is missing. Nope. Don't lower that. Don't lower that. Stick to your guns. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you take $500 off from the 500 he gave you, make it 4500 but nope. Stick to your guns. I don't think he's going to tell. I think he's going to pay that money. What do you think? This is crazy. I'm just like, sis, how are we here? Like, you've been the jump off for so long. Mm -hmm. I, I don't believe in, in, in long extended jump off situations. Like, sis, like, I'm just like, you, you got money. Like, you don't need anything from him. Like, move on. You don't have his child. He has, he didn't choose you. 
He's he's living the high life with your sister. Move on. Like that, that whole money, she's holding on to it. Because as long as she's blackmailing him, they still have to interact, right? Just yep. let it go. Drop the ladder and be done with it. And, and is there any concern for her sister? Exactly. No, not at all. She is savage. Yes. <laughs> she Lord, mm -mm. wouldn't be yeah. my sister. That, now that's that's grounds to to fight right there. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why they have sisters. Yeah, because she's like, yeah, we no blood involved, so you know. Yeah, there's obviously no emotion. Find out. Hmm? She has, she obviously has no emotion for her sister. No, there's no um shouldn't be doing yeah. this with my sister. That's the half sister. She, she never liked her. That's the half sister. Yeah, right she, ne she never really had that relationship like that. A little jealousy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah and, and especially she said, I know my sister wouldn't say no in front of my dad. So they didn't have a relationship enough where she can go to her and say, hey, sis, I need a place to crash for a while. Exactly. You know, but sis, listen, listen this is 2020. No jump off situations anymore. Like, move on. I mean, I'm he ain't that good. It's others out there. Well, well, let's remember, he's a bad guy, too. Cooley, what you thinking? I agree with the author. I believe that the sister, she really, she hang on her sister. She really don't have no genuine love because me personally, I would just leave it at all. We don't have kids together. Uh, the husband is wrong for sleeping with her inside of the home he shared with his wife. With that alone, I'm half and half with him. But really, I think that uh, if I was him, I would just deny everything. I would, I would say, you know what, the boy mentioned, and uh, nothing happened since, you know, just nothing. The DNA test is the receipt. He, he paid for the DNA test? Well, she said two years later, I had my daughter, and the DNA test proved she is not his. So he had to take that DNA test. I'm pretty sure yeah. she got a copy. He had to involve his DNA, one way or the other. He didn't have to pay for it, but he involved his DNA in that test. So yeah, that's and her that's sister is none the wiser. So this man, you t you telling me this man is in the house? This is like some polygamous type stuff. He's in the house with both ladies. As soon as his wife go to the store for the grocery shopping, he's smashing. As soon as she go to work, he's smashing. You know what I'm saying? He like smash, brother. He up in there like living the dream. He like, I got both of them at the same time. But keep now, in mind, he didn't say, he said it was too stressful having his wife and her there and her little daughter was old enough to understand. He told her she needed to move out, but he never said we need to stop not having sex. No, that, see, that's the close calls. That's what those close calls where, you know what I'm saying, you just got through wiping up, cleaning up, whatever, old bathing. And then your wife pop in, you know what I'm saying? Talking about why does why it smell like this in the house? Yes. You yes. know, or what's his hair doing on my side of the bed? Or the daughter woke up from a nap and walked in on you guys and saw, you know what I'm saying? She probably almost to the age where she like uh gonna be playing with her dolls, talking about this is this is mommy and, 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 and uncle <laughs> doing this, you know. So yeah. It's getting to that point to where, you know, it's like Jeopardy. I'm pretty sure it was one incident where literally 
right after they got done on the couch or something like that, she pulled up in the driveway and he was like, oh my God, oh my God, hurry. And they both ran off to their separate uh, wash stations to wash, <laughs> wash the stations. <laughs> to take the little hoe bath. Yeah, exactly. That quick hoe bath. That don't work, you know what I'm saying? Or she asked him that question, you in the shower again? Why you shower? I, we showered this morning. Why you showering again? Well, you know, I, I just got through mowing the grass. It ain't been mowed. You know, I was out doing yard work. That ain't been done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got a little sweaty. I was in the garage, and I, yeah, I spilled some grease on myself. You know what I'm saying? Really, he had her grease all over himself, and he needed yep. to get that grease off. You know what I'm saying? See, that that whole bath, that's what really gets you all the time. You know what I'm saying? Because whether you shower, washcloth, that's right there. That's evidence. You got to, you know what I'm saying? Why, why what, got extra washcloths? You know, she doing laundry wonder why it's extra washcloths. You know what I'm saying in the house. Yeah, yeah. Look, he he just in self preservation mode. He he trying to protect himself exactly. by having her her move out. But like you said, he's still gonna smash if she let him. Yeah. Poor sister is none the wiser. Mm -hmm. And, and it's know, like as long as I can sister. keep this going, exactly. As long as I can keep this going without getting caught. I'm going to do my thing. So, like I said, stick to your guns. Get your 5000 4500 or whatever, because he ain't going to tell. He don't want to bust this up, because he know the divorce is going to be way more expensive. Way your options. It's divorce. Not only that, but he, her, the sister, is, the sister who wrote the letter and him, that both names will be mud in the family. So, you go, thanks oh my God. Dinner. Everybody looking at you wrong. Mm -hmm. You gotta worry about what's in your plate and your food. Mm -mm, no, mm -hmm. you don't yeah. want all of that. <laughs> I gotta know though. So, for the people who think Cooley's right to deny, 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 <laughs> at what point do you come with the truth? Never, never. I'm gonna see, shake his hand with him. See, I said never, never. You would never tell. So you you're paying the blackmail money. Is that what you're telling yeah. me? Oh yeah. I, I got my five hundred shut up. He gave her five hundred. Five hundred wasn't enough. You gonna mess up my marriage. You mess up your relationship with your sister where she obviously don't care about. And I would use that to my advantage. I let baby look, she's homeless. She don't have nowhere to go. No man to take her in. She'll come over here with us. Where if you stay outside the home with me and you need somewhere to go, you have me. She don't have a me. So she's hating on you. She's a crab in the bucket. And you falling for it, baby. You falling for it. You falling for it. What you going to do? me? I'll be visible and lonely like her. And I'll make her think about it. Oh, well, baby, you're right. Exactly. Now get your sister on that parents and let's love on each other. You just keep the manipulation going. You just keeping the manipulation no, I mean, going. Me personally, I wouldn't have been having her in the house having sex with her. That would have been a thing of my past. Cause it's too so And I, I mean, I, I would just deny it. I deny it. I, you know, if, if she decided to come on with it and tell my wife, I'll say that was way before I met you. I didn't say nothing because I didn't want nothing to be nothing. But she's being jealous because that's how she felt. Why she just now saying something now? And she see us living together. How good I am to you. How good I treat you. The, the gifts that I buy you. Now, if it was a problem, why is it a problem? 
believe that too. I believe she, she would. Probably would. She'll, she'll, she'll believe it. She'll believe it right up until well, the sex tape. You used those words before. She'll believe it right up until the sex tape. You the devil, and I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get on out of here. I'll be like, I believe See, I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't pay. You couldn't get me to pay. I tell them myself before I give you a dime. I get the whole truth out and even put in extra detail. So you know I'm telling the truth because I cannot be blackmailed. And if the person she's dealing with is either a Cancer or a Pisces, because Pisces are pre-revenge people, she's not getting a dime. She might as well take that $500 she was offered and be gone. They've been together since no, he, the he whole knew, time. He knew. He knew. He opened up that door box when he allowed her. Like, no, baby, I don't really want another, want another woman here. I've been in a situation in the past where my girlfriend, we stayed together. She moved a chick in, and the chick was trying to have sex with me, and I don't want. Because of COVID, uh -huh. you know, he doesn't have to disappear unexplained. It's true. Yeah. Well, it's I, 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 I understand that. He thought it was great until he almost got caught. Yeah. Yeah, he he almost got caught. That probably stressed him out. Yeah, that's where the stress level came in. Normally, but this here is just stupid. I can't, I can't get the whole I can't agree with it. Normally, I'm on the other side. Like, no, brother, I got you. To that old saying, you don't poop, poop where you where eat. You eat. Right. It just does not work like that. Well, he pooped where he ate. Oh my God! Did he poop? He he had diarrhea and played in the mess. He better poop while he pooped. I mean, he did it all. I'm like, that was foolish. I would have done it. Yeah, he need an old head to school him because he. Do, you're right, Cooley. He doing young boy stuff. Yeah, that was dumb. Well, we only know that they're over 30. We don't know how far over 30 they are. I'm thinking it's closer to 30 than not, but. Yeah, that sounds 31. to me. We're going to say 31. He's 31. That sounds 21. I mean, he still got a 20-something man mentality. I can get away with it because I'm me. But if they've been through that earlier in the year, you know that look, man. Yeah, that ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. as a hero and the first life is your own that's true that's true what did you say cooley 
simple fact that if she don't get it right now, she gonna plot to make sure she get it and then some. You know what I'm saying? She gonna catch them on one of them little sex moves and put a camera somewhere and now we have recording. She already could have. Huh? He's an idiot. Like I said, I'm really not yeah. on the side. I'm, 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 I'm 60, 40. Against him. Because he's stupid. <laughs> you don't do it, man. That's too close for home. No, I Jada and exactly. August Alcina situation. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Common sense would have saw it coming. I'm sorry. So I guess this is the first time we're telling somebody to leave, Sean. Is this the first time somebody can't stay in their relationship in agreement? No, no, no. I, I, I mean, we telling her uh, get the money. That's what I'm saying. You might as well get the money. You know, get something out of it. You know, because yeah, you you're not getting nothing out of it. But like she said, um, you're a jump off. You know what I'm saying? So get something, jump off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you need to you off. need to turn savage and get your payment plan. You know what I'm saying? Or your five thousand dollar one time hush money, whatever it may be. But yeah, you 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 mean nothing in the relationship. You're like a sex toy. Ooh. Wow, that's Sean. That's deep. I'm just saying. But tell her no goodbye sex. Don't have one last night. Oh no. no. Not unless you're recording it to, to, to seal the payoff. No. Well, I gotta tell you guys, normally we just give out one of these. We're giving out two of these. Uh let me try and get it in. I don't know if y'all can see my little trophy. It's coming in and out. <laughs> this is called 
the uh, 2020 Over 30 and Talented Award, Keeping My Dream Alive. It literally says all of that on the bottom. Uh, and so we are going to be mailing out this trophy for you guys for coming on the show. It's important. You're welcome. It's important to us that people over 30 pursue their dreams because the world will tell you stop it, you're too old. That's it. Mm-hmm. Limiting belief. That's right. Yes. Let's do this over 30 crowd. So we got that coming out to you guys. And we want to thank you both for being on the show. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Quincy and Sean. Well, you guys are more than welcome. Can I say one more thing before we go? Go ahead. Miss Lady, I'm going to purchase your book. I'm going to support Queen. You know what I'm saying? I want to read it too. I love it. But I want to read your book. I like how you explained it. And I want to read it. I'm going to read it. Thank you. Thank you, Cooley. Yes, please. Please support. Thank you. I appreciate that, my brother. And you guys, make sure that you give us your information so we can post it on the website so people know where to find you, where to get your book, where to see where you're going. And, um, you know, Cooley, definitely come back. We want to talk about the movie. For both of you guys, yes. Please come back. And when COVID is all over, I'm going to fly out because I'm going to be in a video. Okay? I'm going to be in video vixen. Okay? I'm going to keep that over Oh, wow. I got to be on set for that. I don't need to be in the video, but I got to be on set for that. That ought to be interesting right there. But yeah, y'all go follow Cooler War going hard on Facebook. Like it. Follow, follow the page. Follow and it's going down. All my stuff is grown men content. What is it called? Cooley One? Cooley Ward going hard. Okay. Follow that. And it's going to be more content. Like the Cowboys play. They play it now. Until next time on Over 30. We want to say thank you and good night. Peace, love, and good night.